Hello, welcome everyone to uh, Connections, the sports media podcast. I'm Cody. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody underscore CHGO. You might know me from the CHGO Cubs podcast. And I'm with my good friend, old friend, not to call you old, Steve, but I'm old, it's a long time friend, my good friend, Steve Mork. Hey. And uh, yeah, I just tweeted out like a thread today about like what this is. Me and Steve have really only been the people who've been talking about this. Um, so basically to, to, to introduce everyone to what, what the heck this is, um, me and Steve both work in media. I work for CHGO, which is a sports media company. And Steve works for Illinois public media. Yeah. That's down right. in Champagne. And Champagne yeah. So like we both went to college together. We both have been in this industry for, uh, you know, a while, right? Like. I've, I've thought about it a couple times and spin if you want to count college uh college experience which I do uh it's been since 2009 so that is 10 oh, 13 years it'll be 14 years next year which is insane to think of when I first got asked hey do you want to do radio and I said why and they're like you have a good radio voice uh-huh are you calling me ugly? Like, do I not look good at TV? <laughs> like, what is this? But it's worked out so yeah. far. Yeah. No, uh, funny enough, for me, I thought when I went to college, I always thought that I was going to be like a a reporter, but like via writing mm-hmm. or, or so, like basically like, uh, you know, I always just thought of journalists like as a, as a teenager or, you know, in my as a young adult, I thought, you know, journalist writer reports on whatever's happening via newspaper or something like that, honestly. Um, And it turns out like, you know, technology advanced and you can do this in many different ways. Yeah, you really Uh, can. I I didn't even think I was going to be in media when I went to college. I was originally a bio major. I'd always liked sports and liked media stuff like the way it worked and everything but i was never thought it could be a career and i was i wanted to work at a zoo i wanted to work with Mm -hmm. lions and tigers at a zoo in san diego when i was when i went to school first and it didn't work out because i mean it just doesn't work out sometimes for people in college for their first major everyone changes majors at least once i feel like now Mm -hmm. um i changed to broadcasting and i got it jumped right in that was a great yeah. part about our alma mater's Eastern Illinois University. Shout out to EIU. It's the Yale of the Midwest or Harvard of the Midwest. You call it the Harvard, Harvard. Of, Harvard of the Midwest. Don't want to. I call it the Harvard of the don't Midwest. Don't want to discount yeah. uh, <laughs> EIU, but it's a great broadcasting school. It's underrated. It's a, it's a really, it's a gem down here in East Central Illinois. And I talk to students almost every day here because I work at U of I. So Illinois Public Media is the NPR and PBS member station for East Central or for Champaign-Urbana, our broadcast license is on the University of, University of Illinois. It's held by the board of trustees. It's a lot of FCC mumbo jumbo, but we work, mm-hmm. I work with students a lot. And a yeah. lot of them are like, how did you get into broadcasting? I tell them my story and they're like, well, how do you get to where you are? It's like mm-hmm. experience. It's all about experience, 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 experience. And any experience is good experience. But now it's I didn't get paid for a lot of my experience, so I always tell them to get paid for what you do. Always, yeah. So, um, 
I don't want to jump into everything right away. Uh, I kind of want to, we're going to probably do this for about an hour tops. Um, but uh, today's show is just kind of like an introductory, like Steve just kind of gave you a little bit of about him and, you know, his journey. I'm going to talk about mine and I think we're going to end the show with some major Chicago uh, sports media news that has been out for a couple weeks now. Um, so we'll end the show that way. That's a little tease, so stick around. Um, I see my guy Shane, who's always in the CHGO Cubs podcast uh, YouTube chat here. Okay. He also he also uh, tunes in on YouTube when I stream playing Call of Duty, so shout out to you, Shane. Um, so yeah, uh, basically, this podcast, uh, if you're listening to it, you're listening, you, you might be listening to it on the old Twitter account of the Sky's Falling Podcast, which is the first podcast I ever started with an old buddy of mine, Tommy Long. Shout out to you, man. Um, we're, we're live on that Twitter account right now. It's just connections underscore pod. We're live on my YouTube account. Uh, it's just my name. Or I guess you have you, there's handles on YouTube now, so it's just co- – Yeah, those are new. Those are new. Yeah. Shout out to YouTube for finally doing that. I've been waiting yeah. for that forever, uh, which is just Cody underscore CHGO. And then we're also live on my Facebook uh, please, weird people on my Facebook, please do not leave me <laughs> comments. I understand this is weird to you. Like everyone there on my Facebook is old. It doesn't understand what the hell this is. I it's get weird, it. Like Facebook's almost old media now. Yeah, like <laughs> I I know that Shout out people. To if, if anyone watching on Facebook right now, that's not my mom. Like they're like, what is this? <laughs> like I, I, I brought. Like I I'm almost convinced that that's what it is. So. Um, but yeah, like I kind of started saying, you know, we, I wanted to do something like this, like during the baseball off season, because in my, like what it's been about eight and a half, nine months since I've been working at CHGO, I've got to hear stories about people who are so much more successful than me in this industry and like how they got started. And like, it's a wild ride, man. Like there, there is no easy path and like. I know me and Steve know that for sure. You know what I mean? So like to me, like hearing these stories is something that I'm very interested in. And that's kind of what the point of this is. Uh, you know, if it turns into something really big, cool. But to me, this I'm just doing this for fun during the baseball offseason. Um, and being able to do it with Steve is, was just kind of like the icing on the top because then it gets me to or allows me to talk to him more. And then two, um, you know, he works in industry too. And like, honestly, like a lot of my friends outside of people I actually work with, none of them are in this industry. So it's fun to be able to talk about these types of things with someone who understands and is like reading about this stuff all the time too. And, and understands just how hard it is to get started in this, in, in this field. So um, yeah, that's, that's the basis of why we're doing this. All right. <laughs> uh, and so I don't think we'll, wondering. we'll hit on like the weird rumor, rumor mill stuff too, of like who's beefing with who, Every because everyone's beefing with everybody at some point in time in media. But if it's a juicy one, Steve, if it, I think if we it's might real have juicy, we could talk about it. But like, <laughs> there's there's always something going on in media. I mean, it's yeah. it's a very competitive market. It's a very competitive job. There's only so many. I mean, if you look just in Chicago, there's just in sports. We'll stick mm-hmm. to that for right now. There's two major sports stations in the city. I mean, which is still for Chicago, that's a lot. Some cities mm-hmm. don't have any. And if they do, there's there's just one. Like Boston has, I think, one or two. New York has one or two, but there's not that many sports stations out there. So there's not that many sports jobs. 
And most the time, a host, there's only two hosts at most. Sometimes some shows do three. I haven't seen a four show since like the Dan Dan Labatard show, but even then they're not all hosts. They're Mm. a bunch of producers and everything like that. So it's, it's hard to find those, these jobs to find any job. And and Mm. I should say terrestrial sports stations. There's plenty of opportunities now in, in CHGO and the athletic and many other ways to work online now. And there's a ton of podcasts. I'm I'm a white Sox fan. Shout out to the old five white Sox right behind me. Uh, (laughs) Shout out hey. to the 2016 Cubs behind me. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there's plenty of those those guys. The the uh, White Sox podcast, Sox Machine is great. The 108 guys are hilarious. And I could go on and on and on and on and on. CHGO Cubs or CHGO, CHGO White guys Sox are great too. Yeah. Sean and Herb, they're great. I mean, there's there's so many, so many ways to break into the industry now, more than more than ever. And I think a lot of that has to do with the evolving technology, a lot of that has to do with really the pandemic because it forced people to think outside the box. They weren't thinking as like, oh, I have to go work at the score. Oh, I have to go work at ESPN. Oh, I have to go work at the Tribune or the Sun-Times or the Daily Herald. Now you can you can write anywhere. I was writing for a little bit for a website that I can't remember what the, it was called, but it was for free <laughs> and it was on the White Sox. We were supposed to write one some something once a week and it just didn't work out. And that happens all the time. Yeah. But if you ain't doing things for free in this in this field, you ain't gonna make it. Which like, is but, which sucks. Which really right. really sucks because you don't want to waste your time, right? And you don't want to be taken advantage of either, right? There, you've. I mean, I worked. I've worked two jobs more in my career than I ever have. When I first started in radio, I was working in commercial radio, in in Charleston, Mattoon at uh, Cromwell Radio Group, 104.3 The Party, 101.3 WMCI. There was three radio stations. That's where I got my start part-time working nights, weekends, holidays, overnights, every shift that no one else wanted. But I also made myself available for that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it, I think it was Vic Fangio that said, your best availability, your best ability is availability or something. Some one of the, someone bad bears coach. Well, Vic Fangio wasn't a bad bears coach. There was a bad He's bears a coach that, that said that once I think in, he's it's not wrong <laughs> it's not wrong there was some times where i'd get off my full-time job at working home depot until 2 30 in the afternoon and just go to the station to hang out uh, my guy curtis allen probably get annoyed with me just sitting there sometimes talking and getting in the way but at the same time a lot of times something came up and they're like hey we need another hand can you go record this promo so i can stay on air can you go take care of something. Can you run this board while I go record this, this client? There's always something going on at a radio station. And you really, if you're around, you're, you're, you're valuable. And Mm -hmm. that's what really got me to the job at U of I at uh, WILL. It, it was being available and being a jack of all trades. That's kind of, I tell people sometimes when I first started, it was, I was doing everything no one else wanted to do. So it was yeah. a lot of a lot of promo editing, which I still do. A lot of like recording client or recording guests. Um, it's public radio, so they're not clients. It's different. <laughs> it's it's different. Um, but it, yeah. it's a lot of recording people that somebody else didn't want to record. So I go record it and mm-hmm. go edit it and do that kind of stuff. But that's what you got to do. You got to do the. Th- yeah. You got to be able to want to do the things that people don't want to do. 
because right. if you're doing it, you're valuable in that in that situation. Right. So you kind of talked about how you know you got into radio even a little bit before college. So I I kind of want to start with like the journey. And I and I can meet you till the end of college, and then give it, and then hand it back over to you, um, and go from there. And so, for me, like when I was in high school, I didn't think I was gonna even go to college, man. Like, yeah, for a little I, bit. I, 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 I was like, I grew up with a single mom, a brother, and like my, my dad lived in Tennessee for most of my childhood, and then like, um, you know, like I just didn't. Nothing against my mom. My mom, my mom did a great job raising me and making me into a, a decent person. But there's no doubt that I just did not have the, I guess the, the drive or the like guidance on just figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. My yeah, mom was no, all about. I, just, I get that. My mom was all about just like graduate high school mm-hmm. and then go get a job, like. Mm-hmm. And as a single parent with two kids, I don't blame her for, for having that mentality in, in, in a way. So, um, mom, if you're watching, please do not get offended. Uh, but because of that, like that, like slowed my, you know, my process of just getting to where I am now. Right. And, you know, I graduated high school, didn't know what I wanted to do. Graduated high school, May of 2009. And I'm working at a Kroger down in Decatur, Illinois. And I'm stocking shelves and I'm doing that part time. And then eventually I start doing it full time because I'm just like, well, they're paying me money. And yeah. I'm like, whatever. And I, you know, I, I still don't really know what I want to do in my life. I was actually, you know, it got to a point where I thought that working there was was just what I was going to do for my life because they were paying me money. And I eventually was making enough money to move out. And I got my own apartment and I was living alone. And, you know, like it was, I was like an adult, like a full on adult, but I was like 18 years old. Like it's when I think back to it, I'm like, man, I, I can't believe I made it through that because I was so, so different compared to what I am now. <laughs> I'm like, and it's yeah. so wild to me, it's, but it's always weird thinking, going back and thinking about the right. Kind of stuff. I worked at a grocery store too when I was in high school. Nice. It sucks, it right? Yeah, it's, it's a character builder. Too, Every, yeah. Um, my my one of my mild takes because it's not really a hot take. Everyone <laughs> should be required, like it should be a national standard to work in either food service, retail, or, or, or retail for like mm-hmm. a year, and have to work a holiday. Yeah, have to because Black Friday in retail is insane. It is it is the worst of the worst. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving at grocery stores is like black Friday on steroids because people are buying things they actually need Mm. for Thanksgiving and just normal grocery shopping. Everyone should do it. It's a character growth. And you can always tell the people that never worked retail, never worked food service, never worked grocery when they go to those places. They're they're rude, usually rude. (laughs) Anyway, continue on your journey. My tangent, there'll be more. Don't worry. Yeah, you're fine. I'm sure we'll have many more rabbit holes down the road. Uh, Shout out to, um, my good friend uh, Josh Bryan in the in the chat too, also EIU alum, um, says Kroger home of the baddies, <laughs> which I'll let him believe that. I'll, I'll you hey, know, man. whatever. Hey, whatever. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, I'm I'm doing this job. I'm living on my own, and like you know, I'm again no real like guidance 
I guess. Uh, I think I was just happy to get out of the house of my parents' house because um, it's not like I had the greatest, you know, time as a kid. And I just I don't know. It's it's about it's, it's all very confusing time, in my opinion, when I think back to it now. And uh, but I did that job for about two years. And finally, I think in the last eight months before I was finally done with that job, I realized that this job sucks. And lucky for me, during that entire time, I was taking online courses because my mom actually told me that I should do that. Um, so I had like, by the time I finished, I had like 30 credits. So I was able to transfer to a university with like basically as a sophomore, right? Something like that. So by, the problem was when I had those 30 credits, they were all just gen eds basically. And like, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then something like triggered in my brain one day. I think honestly, like a lot of people would hate this, but like, I'm pretty sure I was watching like first take or something like that. <laughs> and I'm listening to Stephen A and Skip Bayless just yell at each other. And I'm like, I could do this. Like, how do I do this? And then next thing I know, I'm on the Google machine and I'm like, you know, searching like how to get into journalism and, and media and all this stuff. And next thing I know, I'm applying to universities in Illinois to, you know, look and looking at their, uh, you know, journalism programs. And, you know, I didn't have the greatest grades in high school because I never yeah, thought right. I was going to go to college. So, like, I, I just, you know. Eastern is not hard to get into as much as I say it's a hard school. It's a great school, school. man. I love that place to death, but it's not hard to get into. So, you know, I don't want to say I didn't get into other schools. I mean, I applied, I thought about Western and then I went to Macomb and thought that place sucks. I was like, no, Um, (laughs) I went, sorry, Shane, by the way. Um, And I tried to get into Illinois state because their program looked very good. And they're the one school that told me no. Uh, and then there was uh, uh, Columbia here in Chicago. Um, I, I pl- honestly, I applied to that one just to see if I would even get in because, like, it looks so prestigious. Cool. I went there for a little and, bit. And, 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 like, yeah, like, it, their program was insane. It's insane. And, and so I, and I actually got into it and I was like mind blown. But then I saw the cost and was like, hey. <laughs> so there's a couple extra zeros on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And I applied to Eastern because, I mean, I honestly didn't really know if the program was great or bad, but I also knew I had friends that were already in Charleston going to Eastern. So I thought that would be a good way for me to at least feel comfortable moving to a new place and doing this. And so, yeah, like that's that's kind of how it happened where I realized that like I wanted to get into the media industry was just watching ESPN. And like, Steve, you're only a few years older than me but like growing up as a kid like it was turning on sports center when you woke up and got ready for school and you just watched it while you're getting ready basically and then it's like the same mine was the sports center it was cold pizza or cold pizza yeah cold espn2 cold pizza that was like before first take before oh man all their that's it was like their first shot at Mm -hmm. something different and it was one of the i don't remember who was on it I, I wish I did, but it was such a great show. I wish they would bring that show back. That was such a good show. It was like Good yeah. Morning Football, like before Good Morning mm. Football. It was uh, definitely a TV morning show that I really, really enjoyed. I'd always, I was more of an ESPN2 guy. It was always mm. Cold Pizza or Stump the Schwab. Oh, Stump uh, the Schwab was great. That was a great show. Yeah. Um, ba- I mean, Baseball Tonight in its heyday was 
the best sports sh- television show. Absolutely. On, Absolutely. On TV. It was like, yeah, it was so I'm good. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what really catapulted me into wanting right. to do this thing. Well, so I would I would watch Sports Center in the morning, and it was basically just the rerun from the night before, right? Right. And, but also, like, I would do the same thing when I'd go to bed. I'd go to bed, but and I would and it would I would go to bed like after whatever game I was watching or whatever I was doing that day as a kid. And then when I go to bed, I would put ESPN on. And my brother, who I had to share a room with, he was he is the exact opposite of me. He <laughs> he hated sports. Like he he could care less about what was going on in sports. He hated the fact that I always wanted to watch Sports Center. So, but I, I, I was older. I just, I just bullied right. it, you're, bullied you're, him, you're right? The, you're the older brother. <laughs> so I'm right we'd go to bed, you. like we'd lay down, and go to bed or whatever. He's in his bed, I'm in my bed, and I'm, I'm turning Sports Center on. And I'm, I'm like, I mean, when I think back to Mondays when I was a kid, it's like, all right, Monday Night Raw, and then Sports Center right <laughs> after, right? Like That's from eight to Sports ten, Center, Monday, hit that one. right? Yeah. From eight to ten, it was Monday Night Raw, and then uh, Sports Center after. And there were so many times when I was a kid where I'd watch Sports Center that first one, and then just just watch it again. Well, like the ten o'clock Sports Center was the first. Uh, it was the first one after all the Central Time Zone like baseball games because game starts mm-hmm. seven o'clock, and the first one is ten o'clock. So it's got all the all the Central NL Central AL Central AL East NL East mm-hmm. all those highlights. The only highlights it doesn't have is the is the West, and really, who cares about either the American League or National League West, aside from Dodgers fans, um, right? But you got like you got everything you need it mm-hmm. right there, and then yeah, you, you watch it again and again, yeah. and then eventually, I think it was probably the midnight one was the newest Sports Center, and I mean, I didn't go to bed in high school till about two o'clock in the morning because what is sleep Same. when you're what is fourteen year old, right? But yeah, you watch. Sports center over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again. So, 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 like that was like as a kid, I didn't realize that like this was something that I wanted to do. There was nothing at my, you know, there was nothing in my school that like even like even remotely right. related to journalism. Um, which I don't know if there is now in most schools, but there should be in my there opinion. Because it was the same thing in my high school. There was not a journalism department, or there was like a couple like creative writing classes you could take and Mm. i i'm not a writer i am much more of a talker than a writer short form writing is my thing i long form is not me um Mm. that's where we differ uh but now i like see stuff from like there was the yearbook you could join the yearbook that was the one foray in journalism Mm. you get in 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 high school now there's a whole like journalism department they have a paper again i don't Mm. know if they have an internet radio station or anything like that but yeah which is really cool to see it yeah, good. So, the good journalists always start in high school. I yeah, like. so I just feel like some of these things I've said have kind of were kind of what kind of set me back because I it just I never could figure out what I wanted to do and if I would have just been exposed to some of this maybe I would have maybe would have figured it out earlier I don't know but yeah like I, I that's basically how I've realized oh I like I should look into this was just watching ESPN and uh, yeah no so um, you know. I transferred to Eastern in fall 2012 and uh and that was basically after a like I I left my job at Kroger in, like sometime in like August 2011 and then moved back in with my mom and my stepdad saved up money living with them for a year and then went to Eastern in the fall of 2012 and yeah so 
Um, I think I'm met up with you equally now, so we can, if you want to. That wanna, sounds about right. Yeah. I, you want to, you want to take over here? Because I was in college. I went to college in 2008. So uh, I graduated high school in 2008 and um, and started in fall of 2008 at Eastern. I was there for five years. So your your junior year was my first senior year because <laughs> I was yeah. there for five years. Take that five year plan, kids. Uh, so that the victory lap where we lived in the chapter house together, uh, that's where I was really looking for a job in radio. And in college, that's where I really did a lot of sports. I was mm-hmm. one of the sports people at WEIU. Shout out to Jeff Owens and Hitmix. Uh, and I did Charleston. I did play by play. That's what I wanted in college. I wanted to be uh, uh, Vince Scully. I mean, I wanted to be that guy who doesn't want to be Vince Scully. Right. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be Joe Buck. I wanted to be the lead play-by-play guy at a radio at a television station. Now, yeah. I didn't do TV play-by-play because there wasn't much available. Um, mm. But I did do a lot of radio play-by-play. I did Charleston Girls Basketball. I did uh, Eastern Illinois Softball. I did Eastern ba- Baseball. I did Eastern Volleyball. I did Casey Westfield football when they went to state. Um, that was my senior year of college. Uh, we That was the first time I was ever at Memorial Stadium. I was in the press box calling a high school state championship, which is one of my cool one of the cool things because I covered a game again this earlier this season. I covered the um, uh, the second game of the season. I can't remember if it was was that Virginia. Um, I think it was Virginia. Then when they beat Virginia earlier this season, when Illinois was really starting to uh, find some steam uh, early in the season. And then um, I was doing that for also a different radio station, though. It wasn't WEIU. It was WRJM. It is no longer there. There is a small, another AM radio station in Charleston. At least there was. I think it was AM 1260, so way up the dial. And for anyone that knows, the higher the number on the AM dial, the weaker the signal is, usually. Um, so right now I'm on AM 580 at WILL. The signal is very large. On a, on a clear day, you can get it up in Chicagoland area, not so much in the city, just because AM stations in the city are hard to get in general, um, mm. just on radio waves. But uh, the WILL is a big kidney bean. Um, so I did, it was, I think it was 1260. WRJM 1260 and that was doing did that and that was a job that was the first time in radio where I was definitely doing stuff way out of the job description I thought I was there to just do play-by-play and then I was off all of a sudden board hopping a Saturday morning call-in show with a local pastor and this was right when Obamacare was getting talked about and so he was talking about health care and it was definitely someone that I did not agree <laughs> agree with on the stands. Mm-hmm. And he was there with his son. It was very strange. Um, <laughs> but all I know is now he's like mayor of Charleston or something like that. I don't know. Um, but that was that was definitely one of those first forays into broadcasting. I'm like, I don't like this part of it. And of getting told something that I wasn't ready for. Not necessarily, maybe not ready for, but necessarily told I was going to do up front. Um, and that happens a lot. That happens a lot in really any job. You get hired to do something, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, we also need you to do this other thing. Um, and 
I of course did it for a little bit. It didn't work out. So I wasn't at that station anymore. And that station is no longer existing like at all. The towers in Charleston are gone. Um, there was like four, I don't know if you ever like drove on the outs, like North of, of the downtown Charleston, as much as there is a downtown Charleston, like going <laughs> out of the city towards 57, there was like a little, like literally trailer. Um, I think, I don't, I don't even know what street it was. Uh, and there was like four little radio towers cause there is an airport in Charleston, the Coles right. County airport. So you have to keep towers. All radio towers are regulated by the FCC, by the F, uh, F, FAA. And then, mm-hmm. so they have to make sure that the planes can fly over them and all that. So there was four little towers that made a little small station anyway. Um, but it was a really cool job. And it was a cool job for the most part doing all play-by-play doing the KC West football. That was the first foray into uh, high school football play-by-play. Um, and that was all through my senior year of college. And then I continued to do play-by-play uh, when I was working at Cromwell for Cumberland, uh, Cumberland mm-hmm. High School. Cumberland it was Cumberland High School, but technically it was all of Cumberland County anyway. It was a really, really, really small school. Um, it's essentially, I think they were 2A. They might be 1A now, which is essentially just 11 kids. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're lucky if you get 20 on a team. So everybody's playing two ways. It's a very fast pace because you just kind of – Got to move as quick as you can and hopefully score some points or get off the field and mm-hmm. really just flip sides. Um, but then I got the job at WILL in 2013 or 2015 because um, in between college, after I graduated and before I got the job at uh, the party, I was working for my dad. I was working construction. I was mm-hmm. doing the Harrison Ford, working construction for a couple months before you get the big break at Star Wars or American, <laughs> Gra- American Graffiti. Um and uh, yeah, and then I it's been at WILL since 2015 in a various forms of jobs. Mm-hmm. I was originally an associate, a digital media associate producer. Uh, one of the hosts for All Things Considered left. I was hosting All Things Considered for five years. Uh, they mm-hmm. decided to go a direction and no fault of my own um, earlier this year. So I'm no longer hosting All Things Considered, but... I am essentially the first fill-in host all the time for things. Two weeks ago, I was filling in our morning edition every day. It's the most listened to radio morning show radio morning show in the country. Uh, we don't get books for ratings a whole lot in Champaign just because it's a small town and they're uh, those are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but both All Things Considered and Morning Edition were number one, so... Uh, when mm-hmm. I was hosting last, when we last got them, when I was hosting, and when I fill in, it's still, I get people tell me all the time, "Oh, I heard you on the radio again." So, <laughs> yeah, thanks. I, 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 uh, I, I miss hosting every day. It's a lot of fun. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's definitely a skill that not everyone can do. Yeah, um, and there are some people that think they can do it, and they just can't. Mm-hmm. Like it's not really a, a it's a hard to, it's hard to explain. <clears throat> Sorry, it's not a um, it's not something you can really teach. I feel like talking into a microphone and doing all the things that you need to do to host a show. Um, yeah, it, it, it's definitely a. I mean, you know this. You do it literally every day. It's there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of planning. 
there's a lot of, I mean, we literally just popped up and started talking, but it's a little, it's a little <laughs> different. But like right. usually, most shows, there's a lot of planning. There's a lot of things you have to think about. What you're going to say, when you're going to say it, how much time do I have to say it? And especially live radio, you have a clock to find. Mm-hmm. You have two minutes to say the most important thing in those two minutes and then get the hell out the way because yeah. you're going back to the national show. This is this... what. This is bringing back memories of when I worked at at, a, at an actual radio station. Uh, so, before I get into that, I I just want to commend you for sticking with it in college and doing all the things that it took to, you know, get what you got post college. And like you, you said, you worked construction with your your dad or whatever. And like, like I obviously I knew you, we were friends and, and you're, and you were dating one of my best friends and all this, this and all this stuff. And, um, it's, it, I, I don't know, but I'm going to assume it was a very like, what am I doing? Oh, every day time. Yeah. Every day. Especially after it, you graduated. It, and like, it, that never goes away. That's <laughs> yeah. Kind of part of it. And right. I mean, even, Radio doesn't pay well, right? Uh, it it right. Uh, people see the contracts that the guys at like the Stephen A. Smiths get mm-hmm. at ESPN, or what uh, what's his face at Fox Sports got, or like what Al Michaels gets going to Amazon, or what Joe Buck got going from Fox to ESPN. That is top zero point zero zero one percent of the business. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. people aren't making that money. Right. And Even see, like, <laughs> yeah, well, they're laying people off all the time. So, I mean, yeah. Um, but that's, that's, that's kind of like my thing is like when I, like, when I said all this stuff about how, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I realized, oh, this could be something cool. And then I, you know, came to college and just thought, okay, if I go to school for this, I'll be able to just get something. Like, I, I figured it wouldn't be, as easy as i'm explaining it but like i didn't think it was going to be as hard as it was and the reason i said that i commend you for what every everything you did in college and then what how you were able to get what you got now got now is when i was in college and and you can you could be critical critical of me steve i i don't care at this point because i got i have my dream job but when i was in college (laughs) i admit i didn't do enough steve I didn't do enough. Oh, I didn't do enough in college. I didn't do enough. I I did. I think I did the Daily Easter News for like a semester, and and then I, you know, I I I did the yearbook, as in like I think I went and took some pictures to put in the yearbook a couple times. Ah, the warbler. And I, you know, I I was very like half-ass everything. I really was, and I don't know if that's because I had a lot of distractions with. SAE, for example, me and you were in an SAE. Um, uh, you know, just college, like college lifestyle. Like it's college. Not, Every, it's, everything you do is a distraction, right? Like, college. I won't lie. Like, did I want to go do cover something on a Thursday or Friday afternoon or an evening instead of go to the bar with my friends at four o'clock club at Sticks? No, no, no. <laughs> no I did not want to do any of that. You know what I mean? Like. I'm just being honest about it. And when I look back at it now, it's like, yeah, I probably should have done a little bit more. I don't know if it would have helped me get 
somewhere faster, but I do know it probably would have got me more connections. Cause like, and that's why this podcast is named connections because like the people who go far or do well in this industry, they network like, like it's their job. Like yep. it's their job to just network in general. Yep. Like, like that, that's basically how I, I want to, I don't want to say that's the entire reason that I got my job at CHGO, but it, it helps. It if helps. You know people. It, it helps. helps if you know people, right. It, it and, really does. And I, I, I kind of buck that trend a little bit just because I didn't know anybody at WILL when I first applied for the job. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, trust me, it helps a ton when we're hiring people, we're now hiring people a lot. So, Hey, if you're looking for a new connection or new job, let me know. Um, <laughs> uh, anyone listening here, not Cody here. I know Cody's yeah. in the spot that he wants to be, but um, it's, it's all about who, you know, and when you know they're available or when you know they right. have something available. <clears throat> right. So what I'm getting at is when, like I said, in college, I, the one thing I did do in college that I was really proud of is I got an internship at the newspaper in Ottawa, Illinois. It was just called the times. Um, and one of my favorite professors that I only had for one class when I was at Eastern and it was the worst class, <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, if he I, I, was, if he if he hadn't have been the professor, I don't know if I would have got through that class because from everything I heard about that class, it was the hardest class in uh, communication in journalism law. program. Yeah, communication yeah. law. It was the hardest class oh, in that. The happiest D I ever got in college. Yeah, like it was the hardest class in that uh, realm, right? Yeah, in that major. And the, is. and the guy who taught that class, and I don't, I'm not happy about it, but the guy had passed. Yes. Right before Rest I was about peace. to take the class. Rest in peace. Um, but John Ryan, he is the one who helped me get this internship at the Times. And all I did was, and I didn't even really, I didn't even know the guy. Because when I went to do it, or when I went to talk to him about it, it wasn't like I went to talk to him. I talked to someone who then pointed me to him. And like, I had never even had a class with a guy. I had never even had a class with a guy. And he had some contacts. And he... Uh, he contacted someone there. And next thing I know, I have a summer internship after my junior year of college. And I just happened to live like 20 miles south from Ottawa, Illinois at the time. And like, so I went and worked. I was an intern at the Times. And I won't lie, I didn't do anything insane. I got there at the time. Brandon Marshall was with the Bears. And he did some charity event where they rode Harley Davidson motorcycles from naperville all the way down to ottawa and they oh, met at cool. the harley davidson yeah. like shop there and they yeah, did yeah. some they did some they did some event there or whatever and that was probably the coolest thing i got to do there but i met people and like there's people that i'm still friends with on facebook from that job and there's people that you know i, I met um you know just you know within the community which was cool um it was the first real like media job that I had that I actually took serious and that I was like, this could really help me get somewhere. Internships are huge in media. I mean, internships are huge in a lot of different jobs. And I mean, we're talking about that. My first internship was at a radio station in my hometown too. Like it's, and now luckily a lot of stations are paying their interns. Mine was unpaid. I don't know. I if got lucky. Yeah. I got lucky and got paid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, mine was not paid, but I also know the privilege that I have. I was able to live at home. I mean, mm. radio and media in general 
is still a predominantly white business. And a lot of that is because people that don't, that can get the internships usually are white because they just live, they're in more affluent places. I didn't live in an affluent place, but I was also very lucky to be able to move home for a summer, live and work for my dad for a summer and also have this internship. And I would not have been able to get where I am now without those connections within my own family, just my own family. And right. I'm lucky that way. There's some people that don't have that luck, don't have the connections to get to the people in the industry themselves that are super, super talented that go by the wayside. And that's why I like stuff like what we're using today, how we're doing these podcasts, that those people now have a voice. They have a way to connect to people and go support your small podcasts, go support your small businesses go support those people that your 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 friends of color that maybe don't have a way to get out to the major media markets but are still just as good as everybody else that's on TV. Like, yeah. So anyway, you know, I I I did that. That's my soapbox. <laughs> I, I can see that, and came back, did my senior year, um, and to be honest, like I I remember trying to. Be, I think I applied to be the sports editor at the Den Daily Easter News, and I wouldn't say that I was bummed that I get didn't get it, but I also wasn't surprised because I just didn't hang around the Daily Easter News every day and like basically become best friends with any of the people there. Um, there was one guy there that I kind of talk to on Cubs Twitter a lot now, uh, Aldo Soto. Um, he works at Sports Mockery. Um, he's like a Cubs blocker blogger or something like that. But I mean, he was there, but I wasn't even really close with him in college. Um, but Eastern, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. He went to Eastern. And, um, so yeah, like that was kind of like my thing in college is like, I feel like I didn't do enough, but, um, the internship was great to put on my resume. And so now like Steve, you, you did a couple jobs and you were able to get where you're at now and you've been there for a while. And like, that's awesome. My, mine, mine is like, Mine is so out, out of the box. Like, I can't believe that I have the job I have now because of everything that I went through beforehand. Because I graduated college. I went, moved home for two weeks. And I hated every second of it because I, I, I hated <laughs> once, you, once you move I, out, it's so yes. hard to go back. Once I moved out. I, I couldn't do it anymore. So right? I moved out. And I took the first job that I was offered. And it was the biggest mistake you, of my career. you hated that job i hated it hated i absolutely it. I, I was i got hired as a general assignment reporter in watsika illinois <laughs> if you don't oh, know where that is that's, that's like the like, job i was thinking of there's the the one after after your radio after your newspaper job that you took too well, yeah. Well, there's a lot of jobs before I got this job at CHGO that I really hated. All right. <laughs> there's other, everyone's got the stories of the yeah. jobs they hated before they got the job they love. So I got, I, I took this journal assignment reporting job in Watsika, Illinois. It's just like just south of Kankakee. It's like in the middle of nowhere. Apparently, it's like the flood capital of the world because while I lived there, it flooded there from rain oh. like multiple times. Oh, um, it's just, it's a nice little small town. Like, whatever it's it's basically in the middle between champagne and in like yeah. i don't know Joy i drive it. i drive by it when i'm yeah so i did that i did that for five months five months shout out to my friend ryan stanball he got hired as a sports editor there i got hired as a journal assignment reporter he was the only friend i made there 
Um, he lives in Indy now. Um, but we were both right out of college and we just like, we're just trying to build our resume to get to the next job. Like we knew right. that we weren't going to be there forever. And I made it five months. I was, I was hoping that I could make it a year. I made it five months. And the first job I got offered doing sports, I took it and it was in Peoria. So I took that job at the end of 2015. And the reason that I even saw it was uh, Joe Gasandi, who is a professor at Eastern still, I believe. Um, uh, yes. I think yes, I saw is. him. I think I saw him tweet it. I think I saw him tweet that they, that they were hiring at the uh, Daily Peak and Times, um, which is like at the time, I don't know if it still is, but at the time they were just like a branch of Gatehouse Media under the Journal Star, the Peoria Journal Star. I think they still are. All these other weeklies like yeah. that are from Washington, Illinois, Morton, Illinois, yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, East Peoria. Like daily, the 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 Pika Times was the only daily um, outside of the Peoria Journal Star, and they needed like an they called it the assistant sports editor, and so I got I got, I got hired and I was like ecstatic. I remember being super excited. I was like, finally, something in the industry. Like I'm in the industry. And it's in sports. I don't have to pretend that I give a shit what's going on at these stupid county board meetings, Steve. <laughs> I was so excited. I was so excited, man. I was so excited. I was like, oh. I don't care that I'm going to go watch a bunch of teenagers dribble basketballs or sling pigskins and, and report on it. It's at least in sports. And I was like, this is this is the beginning. This is the beginning. I have and, I have a I have a story about you covering city. Every journalist should cover city council meetings, and one one of the like rites of passages here at at, at WILL is chief stories. I know that I know the chief is a sore subject for a lot yeah. of Illini fans. I tell them get over it. Um, <laughs> sorry, but it's it's always one of the and I'm actually I'm not sorry. Uh, they. Uh, Every new reporter we get has to do some form of the chief story. And it's mm. it's the same story every single time. But it's yeah. a it's a rite of passage. Like it's going to cover that Tuesday night board meeting. It's going to cover that Wednesday night city council meeting that goes three hours because no one knows how to shut up. Uh, but yes, <laughs> th those are those like rite of passage things that every journalist yeah. does. Oh my, it, they were so awful when I worked at that previous job. Um, so anyway, yeah, no, I get this job, assistant sports editor. I was there for almost a year. And so that was in 2016. And uh, so I was reporting on high school sports. I, you know, I did volleyball, basketball, baseball, all, all, all of it, basically. Even did some football, obviously, in the fall. And um, then we've already, you kind of talked about it, how, like, there isn't a lot of money. In the industry, especially in the smaller markets, not a lot of money, right? Especially making newspapers. like newspapers. Yeah, yeah. Even in 2016, like newspapers are starting to just kind of trend. You know what I mean? I mean, it was already mm -hmm. trending down, but you know, I was making like eleven dollars an hour. I was making like eleven dollars an hour, and we had two people on the sport on the sports staff. Two covering, people covering a high school that has nine sports. Well, not only peaking, but like. The surrounding area because oh, like we had to do we had to do yeah. these weeklies we had to do the weeklies for morton east peoria uh washington and any uh i think canton was one of them i think and, and then those, and those then, aren't and close no, they aren't no, close no. together it's not like going right. to like oh i'm gonna go to pilsen and then go to the another neighborhood in chicago no it's, no, it's, right. it's 
it's driving 30 miles. Yes, exactly. We had to do that and all these like small schools because like all the small schools, like 1A, 2A schools would would read the the Daily Beacon Times because they were the main one. And like the Peoria Journal Star would cover more on like what's going on in Peoria and then like Morton, uh, you know, Washington, East Peoria and like Dunlap and like all these biggers bigger towns right so that's all surrounded the, peoria yeah all the towns that aren't peoria <laughs> yeah but they wouldn't do like the really small ones we're talking like really small like we're like maybe a thousand two thousand people right mm. so like two <laughs> people on the staff school. yes two two guys on the sports staff to cover all these schools and all their sports there it was impossible man it was absolutely possible yeah, no, like it's, it's... I, I i i was so burnt out because not only was i not making any money uh there was just not enough time. Right. And so I didn't want to leave there, but I started looking to try and find like a part-time job to make more money, but in the industry. So I started applying to like radio groups in Peoria because I lived in East Peoria. So like it would have been like on the way if I had, you know, got a took got a job at one of the radio stations of Peoria and then would have to go to Pekin later to do right, my, my, right. my current job. Um, so I got I got hired at advanced media partners. I don't know if they still exist in Peoria or not. Um, I think they do. Um, and I got hired as a promotions assistant. So the bottom of the barrel, I didn't have, I didn't have um, benefits. Yeah. Promotions assistant is the, uh, the, the polite way of saying you're the bitch. Yes, basically. And I wasn't, I necessarily, I really wasn't trying to leave where I was. I told, I told my sports editor, I was like, dude, like I got to make more money somehow. Like I got to, like, I don't, I, I, if I have to go part-time here and then do that job part-time too, or do this job 30 hours a week and do that job, you know, 15 to 20, like I'm going to figure it out some way, somehow. Well, and and mind you, at the time, they had been searching for a news reporter for like eight months and they didn't find anyone. I tell this guy, and I'm going to reveal his name here in a second, that I'm going to do this. And next thing I know, I'm, do, I'm doing this job part time for about a month. And like one of his good friends who works at WEEK uh, gets... He got he he decided to hire him to be like the assistant sports editor uh, and to and do the job full time. So then I had I was basically forced out and I didn't make a big deal about it. But it was something that really pissed me off because he knew that they were taking their time to try and find someone to replace the news reporter. So I thought the same they were going to do the same thing with with my position and. To this day, I have kind of held a grudge against that guy. And it's not that I don't like the guy. It's not that I don't think the guy is good at his job. He 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 just kind of did me dirty, in my opinion. And I didn't really understand why. And to this day, he is probably the fakest person that I've met in the industry. To this day. And he, and he works at Illini Inquirer now, uh, Steve. Um Ooh. <laughs> Uh, again, he, he's super talented and he he has a, a drive and a passion for the industry and like and is really good at his job. But 
with how that with how that was handled in my opinion from my 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 outlook it was something that just really discouraged me not only with my career but also with just being able to trust anyone within the industry because he knew that i was struggling financially and that i needed to make more money and he did everything he could to find someone to replace me as fast as he could uh after talking to me about it and then you know this is to the side but his i think some one of one of his family members died and like he had to like go to a funeral or whatever and like this was right after like every he hired or he found this replacement and like i think it was like my first or second to last day and he asked me if i could like work a couple more days and i was like no i'm not gonna do that after like everything that had brought right. up right and so i like i i felt bad about it because he had to, like someone died in his family and he had to like do that and deal with that but it was like you this is what happens whenever you do me dirty like this <laughs> anyway his name's joey wagner he's again do not go DM him on Twitter and tell him he's an awful person or anything like that. But it's something like there was something that happened to me in the industry that like I didn't forget. And to this day, I still haven't forgot. And the reason I say it, he's one of the fakest people I've ever met in the, while working in the industry is because at work, he would he would be super nice to me, this and that. Um, and like I felt like we were a good team. But then when we weren't at work, I felt like he was talking trash about me behind my back um, multiple times. And it's not that, and the, the reason that it bothers me is because it's, he didn't try to like, just talk to me about what was, what, what was bothering him. I mean, I was, I was a year out of college. It's not like I was perfect at the job. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And and he was barely out of college. He had only he's, been out of he's my age, I think. He might not. No, he's younger than me. No, yeah, he might be. He might be the same he's age. He's definitely. You. He's yeah. definitely either my age or a year or two older. Like, anyway, he would. He would just the way he would act in front of me would was completely different than what I felt like he was saying to people that I worked with behind my back. And like, listen, we all talk shit about people we work with at our jobs, but like, <laughs> like don't make it so obvious, man. Like it was. It was one of those things. And like again, I. I'm not here to say that he was an awful person. He's not an awful person, but it was just something that I hope he, I don't know. I hope that he's gotten better with. And he clearly he's, he's great at the job because he now works at Illini Inquirer. And that's like one of the biggest Illini media networks in Champaign. Yeah, they're, so, they're definitely, as uh, someone that works and lives in Champaign, they're definitely the Illini media in general. Is not exactly the most critical media. Uh, like most college, most people that cover college sports, they're not exactly critical. When Shannon Ryan left to go cover women's, be the women's basketball editor for the Athletic, the criticism uh, went down significantly. Shannon did a did a great. She's a great reporter. You want to know stuff about women's basketball? Go read Shannon Ryan's stuff at the Athletic. She's great. Mm -hmm. um, but when she left, the line I beat from the Tribune. The, the criticism really went down. I have a friend that really thinks that the same thing, and I, I definitely agree with him. Um, it's it, The criticism of the Alliant I went down. I'm sure there's some things that have gone on that most other people don't know because mm -hmm. like every college, every college, there's things that go on that a coach or an athletic director can make go away. I mean, right. the, the stories come out at every college across the country. Yeah. Alabama, it happens all the time. Tennessee, it happens all the time. Georgia, it happens all the time. Just today, Mickey Joseph got arrested for 
uh, interim head coach at Nebraska got arrested today for a, a domestic assault. Or it was, I think, is what it was. I don't remember off the top of my head. I just saw he was trending on Twitter. Clicked it. It was a mugshot. He got arrested for something, um, and like that. But no one knew that until just now today. Everyone was yeah. wondering, kind of wondering, he's like, why didn't he get the job at Nebraska? Mm-hmm. That might be it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's 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 a lot of re- media in general is is a business that you kind of have to be cut. You don't kind of have to. You have to be cutthroat. You have yeah. to be willing to make those sacrifices. Right. So anyway, like again, I'm not sitting here trashing him as a person. It was just something that happened at the beginning of my career that like I still remember and I haven't forgot. And it's in a way it it reminds me that I can't just assume that every person that I'm going to run into within the industry is, is a good person. (laughs) Um, So, but it it goes into the next part, right? So I'm, I lose, I basically lose that job and I'm working part-time with no benefits at a radio station, making like $9 an hour, Steve, like, and and I live in Peoria and and it's 2016 and not live on $9 an hour in Peoria. Yeah. I know that. 2016 going into 2017 and yeah like i you know thankfully at the time like my mom and my dad were in a good spot and my mom helped me pay for my student loans and i was a i had some money saved up and i you know i i had a couple of roommates um so my rent wasn't necessarily super crazy um anyway i was able to just skate by for i think i did that for about six seven months and the experience i got out of that job was I got, they had an ESPN affiliate. So I got to work the soundboard. I got to work with Jim Matson, who is probably a legend in Peoria. Um, he is. He Not even probably. He is a legend is. in Peoria. He also is a U of I alum. Yep. Uh, and I got to really experience working in like a sports station type yeah. scenery. And while I doing that while being a promotions assistant, doing all the bitch work, basically. Um, so I, and, and one of the reasons that I was able to, I guess skate by for a while. It's like I went to that radio group and I did literally everything that they asked me to do. There was one woman there. I forgot her name. I wish I remember. She tried to get me fired because she didn't like the way that I did something at some event. And she totally misunderstood the entire situation. I had to end. And, and the thing was, is that woman, when she tried to get me fired, she had put her two weeks in like a week <laughs> and a half before that. A week and a half. She had like she's, two days left. She's not totally. one foot out the door. She's like a foot and a half out the door. She tried like to get me fired and she was trying to leave. Oh, it was it was one of the dumbest like like things I'd gone through in my entire life. I remember coming home and venting to to Kyle and Andrew. I think a few other people that we went to college with came out, came to visit that weekend. Um, it was one of the dumbest things. Um, but anyway. I, again, I skated wrong. I made I, I I made some good experience and was able to add it to my resume. But it, it happened. What happened next is what happens to a lot of people in this industry. They got burnt out and they gave up on having a job and a, a career in this in in this. And that's basically what happened to me, man. Like I I started applying for like social media jobs, marketing jobs. I did apply for the News Gazette. They had a sports writing position open at the news gazette in champagne and i thought okay well they're very well respected they're bigger they're probably gonna be able to pay me a living wage at least and uh the thing was is i got offered a job 
basically running the social media department of this environmental services company. I got offered the job uh, earlier than what the News Gazette uh, had offered. And they, I, I went back and forth with them and was like, hey, I got offered this job and they're only waiting for like another couple of days. Like, are you guys, if you guys came down to a decision on who you're going to hire? And they're like, we haven't, but we're probably leaning towards these other two guys. So please, go take the other job. So I was like, I was kind of bummed, but I was also like, you got to respect them for right. doing that though, because there's so there yeah. are, there are some people or some companies that will just string along the entire way. Right. So uh, shout out to I think his name is Matt Daniels. He's a sports editor at the News Gazette. Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. Do you know so. where he's at? I I don't know who the sports editor at the News Gazette is currently. We'll put okay. Well, at the time it was Matt Daniels. I believe that's who what his name was. And so okay, so like I I'm out of the industry, man. Like from you know the the second half of 2017 until honestly until 2020, right? So 2017, rest of 2017, I'm working at this at the, it's an environmental services company. I what happened was this company they're ran by a bunch of old people who didn't know how to use the internet. And they're like, can you get us more use the internet on? for us? Yeah. Can they're like, can you get more engagement on Facebook? Can you get some engagement here and here? Fix our LinkedIn account. And I'll, they were like, go fix it. And I was like, all right. It was like, they handed the keys to the car and said, fix it. And I was like, okay. And all I really did was just posted more on their facebook and twitter and, and and linkedin accounts and was just like highlighting sometimes, sometimes sales and sh- just shit that like easy that. yeah yeah like i mean i don't Not know always. how well the, i don't know how well those accounts are doing now for them but like that's basically what i did was just do things that engaged more people that's all i did and um so at the time like during that like the only thing i didn't like about that job was the fact that it was just in an industry that i could give two shits about i i didn't understand it that's what kind of made the job hard at first. And it honestly kind of put me in a position where I was thinking like, what did I do? Like I could have just stayed at that radio station. And even though the job sucked, at least I liked it. And the only thing that I really liked about the job was that I liked the people I worked with my boss. Uh, she was incredible. She is someone I still talk to. Um, and like it overall, the experience was great. And, and it was in Ottawa where, where I had, you know, had that job at the time. So I was familiar with the area and like, it was great. I did that for two years. Right. Um, and then me and Cassidy started dating. We did, we were long distance for a year. And during that process, when we decided we were going to move in together, I had Welcome. to shout out to you. <laughs> you're half of the, you're half, half, the half, half the, half the, the help. The, yeah. Uh, but so with that, you know, I, we, you had to figure out where we we're going to live together. Right. And it was either she was going to move to Ottawa or I was going to move to somewhere in Chicago land. Right. And I think I applied for so many jobs similar to what I was already doing, something in social media, something in marketing. I ended up getting this job at Camping World headquarters and which is in Lincolnshire, which is like a north suburb. I thought it was Dick's. I forgot it was Camping World. No, it's Camping World. Uh, it's in like an RVD retailer yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, and basically what I was doing there was they called it a social care agent, but they advertised it as like a social media coordinator. And what I did oh, basically. No. Yeah, yeah. What I did basically was just reply to people on Facebook 
Yeah. That were pissed off, yeah. and I basically transferred them to whoever the hell was going to fix them or fix their issue, or whatever. Your I was help, basically a line desk. of help. help yeah, desk. I was at help desk. I was doing customer service. I was doing nothing related to social media. Um, but you know, I don't regret taking the job because it allowed me and Cassie to move in together. And and, and to be honest, I, I wanted to live in Chicago. And I like I knew like if I could get a job in that industry in Chicago land, I was probably going to be happy at some point. Um, so I, I wasn't too upset that I took the job, even after four months of working there. Um, and then the pandemic happened. Uh, well, okay, before the pandemic happened, I missed doing like sports because I did that job for two years and all this. So I started this guy's flying podcast, which you're if you're listening to us on the same feed, uh, you can go listen back to episode one and you can hear how bad I sound then compared to how I sound now. And uh, you know, the whole process, the whole idea thinking of that podcast, of starting that podcast, was that I just wanted to, to, an outlet to talk about sports. I didn't, even, I did not think it was going to get me anywhere. It was just something that was like, okay, I, my job is okay. It's not the greatest job in the world, but it pays. Um, but I'm going to do this because who knows? It could turn into something. People are doing it all the time these days and whatever. And so I start, me and Tommy started beginning of 2020. The absolute worst time to start a podcast if you look back at it in hindsight. Because everyone else was starting a podcast the same as that. <laughs> well, I guess that. And then also the pandemic came and sports were oh, yeah, canceled, that, right? That <laughs> right? So, uh, you know, the, the pandemic came and I lost my job at, at, at Campy World. And um, there's a whole story behind that. Uh, basically, I was... The short story is I was told that no one was losing their job via email, and then they ended up laying me and a handful of other people off. Um, There's a shitty company. Marcus Lemonis is an absolute fraud. There's billboards of him on his stupid TV show uh, that's on HGTV uh, here in Chicago, and I flip it off every time I see them. He blocked me on Twitter because uh, he tweeted a video of him at a Cubs game and said he was giving away – four free tickets or something like that uh, to a game and uh, reply something, 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 and why they should get the tickets. And then I quote tweeted him and said, I should get the tickets because your ass fired me after you told me that you weren't going to. Uh, and then he blocked me. So that's the short story of that. There's so much more to it. And it's actually really funny when I think about it now. Um, but during the process, I, I lost my job. And so I'm unemployed. The pandemic's happening. The world around us is just burning because everything is awful. And next thing I know, I'm on my Twitter feed one day and I see this tweet from this Cubs account that I follow. I don't even remember why I followed it, but it was a Cubs account. And I, you know, I'm a Cubs fan. So, and it was Cubs on tap. It was a part of the on tap sports net uh, network. Great, uh, great dudes. Uh, still friends with a lot of them. Uh, the president, Tony Marchese, actually texted me after I announced that we we're going to do this podcast and said, hey, I hope it goes well for you. It's, it sounds like a really cool idea. So shout out to him. Um, and so I, I, you know, I used to write for like the fan sided Cubs website when I was like at that at my other job at the the environmental services company. Um, and it was very half ass. I didn't I didn't care one because the like the people that were in it were just people trying to move to the next to the next thing, right? Like no, no one actually cared about the website. Uh, the first thing that I really noticed about on tap was that the guys actually cared about the website and like, they wanted to grow it into something great. Like no one was getting paid. No one, like they just cared about, you know, 
drinking beer and talking sports and like just having a good time. That was like their full on brand. And I was like, well, that's cool. Like I can, I like those, the, I like those three things. You know what I, I mean? I like that. Right. Like beer and, and so, sports. Beer and sports are fun. <laughs> so like I, you know, I applied next thing I know I'm getting a professional email and all this stuff. And you know, it seems cool. Right. So I joined and, um, you know, we're going through the pandemic and I, you know, I'm writing sparringly, but I'm like in the Slack channel and, I'm, and I can see that people really care about the website. And I'm also doing this podcast, the the sky's falling on, on the side with Tommy as well. And, uh, you know, so I'm doing that podcast and writing on, about the Cubs on, on odd tap. And, you know, it's, I'm back in sports, but I'm not getting paid jack shit for doing it. And we're in the middle of a pandemic and I ain't like the only reason I'm making money is because I got unemployment and I'm driving around delivering food with the Grubhub app, which made me a lot of money because everyone was at home and people felt bad for all the like uh, essential workers. So shout out to everyone who felt bad. Thank you for your tips. Um, So like that's how I was making money, but I was just doing the sports stuff with on tap and like the uh, podcast on the side. And, you know, when I first started skies falling, that's how I met Kevin Kaduk, who is the head of content of CHGO. And he was like the second guest that we had. And he has started Midway Minute around the same time. And that's why we had him on. Cause my thinking was, okay, if we get him on the podcast, he'll help, he'll spread our podcast. And hopefully we get some new right, listeners right, and right, we're right. doing him a favor by we're doing him a favor by, you know, promoting his newsletter. Right. And what, turned into just like something small like that turned into like we had kevin on a couple more times and like we dm'd a few times and like he's super like he became like we called him like the dad of our podcast like because <laughs> he's a dad right and so it just created a relationship with him and yeah so then you know i finally get a job and i finally get a job in december 2020 uh, at SAE, uh, Sigma Alpha Epsilon's national headquarters in, in Evanston as a communication coordinator. And honestly, when I got the job, I was like, this is the one. This is the job that I'm probably going to be at for at least five years. And all, I, I take this job and I'm still doing stuff with ONTAP on the side for free. And, and, I'm, and I'm doing Skies Falling because it's like once or twice a week. I'm, so I'm basically doing like three jobs. One that pays me, two that don't pay me. Uh and then I did, I worked at SAE from December 2020 to March of this year. Uh, and through that time working at SAE, uh, you know, I helped build their social media, um, I guess, engagement and just experience. Uh, you know, that was the thing. That was a similar reason that they they hired me. They wanted someone to do the social media, basically. Uh, I worked with a guy by the name of Dave Pascarella who is, I would consider a very good friend of mine now. Um, he, I worked with him and uh, another guy named Johnny, Johnny Sal. And, you know, we, I was the social media guy and Dave was like the, he did all the other crap. And then Johnny was the guy who dealt with all the bad shit that's related to Greek life. Unfortunately, uh, it's unfortunate to say, but that's basically what it was. Um, but I got to, the, the job was awesome because I met a bunch of other SAEs that were from around the country. And I got to, I guess, kind of relive glory days of college, except I didn't. I don't know. But, like, it was very cool to work at the Temple in Evanston while also doing all that other crap. And so uh, 
thankfully I kept doing all that other crap because in March, Kevin sends me a DM and he tells me, Hey, uh, got this cool opportunity. Want to see if you'd be interested. And I just happened to be working from home that day. And I'm like, all right, well, it's 3 PM on a Friday. I'm going to stop working and do this call. <laughs> so he yeah. calls me and he tells me about CHGO and what they want it to be. And I straight up, Steve, straight up, couldn't believe him. I was like, you're pranking me, man. Like, there's <laughs> yeah, no that, way. I mean, there's I remember, no way. <laughs> I remember you sent you sent me a, a, text, a text about it. Yeah. I, I sent you and like 30 other people a text <laughs> related Probably, honestly, I copied and pasted it and sent it to like 30 people. I was like, hey. there's no way. <laughs> I, I was so mind blown. But whenever I got offered the job, like I texted so many people about it. It was the first job that I ever did something like that because I was so excited. Because I worked so hard making no money right, to get something like this and... I'm never going to be able to repay Kevin back for that. And I feel like he wouldn't say that. I feel like he wouldn't say that like I owe him anything. Like he just knew that he was finding talent and I'm not saying that I'm not, that I did. I wasn't deserving of it, but like we said throughout this podcast, it's very competitive and there's so many other people. And the fact that Kevin came to me of all the people that he could have gone to, to this day still blows my mind. Like it's something that I'm truly grateful for. And I will never for, forget that happened that day and like how this has panned out. And like, look, CHGO all city network is it's growing, man. Like, I mean, there's, there's people that it, it it's a startup. It's Startups insane. are hard, yeah. man. And so it it's, is. It's, it's a big risk. I remember that was one thing you were saying is, yeah. Is kind of asking for advice a little bit, but not really asking for advice because I knew you were going to do it from the first plot, first time I said something. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Was like, I mean, it's a risk. It's always a mm. risk to join a startup, but CHGO and All City, I mean, I I have zero connection to All City or CHGO other than my friend Cody here. So, mm. But this is my ringing endorsement is they've been successful in two other cities. Chicago is definitely the biggest city they've been in. Mm. And they've, Kicked off great. Their Bears coverage is great. Their White Sox coverage is great. Those are the two that I really listen to a lot of. Uh, I wouldn't but, expect you to listen to the Cubs podcast. I mean, it's I, okay. I've tuned in a little bit just because Luke Stuckmeyer, Stuckmeyer is called Steve. And I was like, <laughs> why, why is Luke Stuckmeyer called Steve sometimes? And I was very confused. And when you you guys joined, there was a crossover podcast at one point in time. Yeah, that's where her turn is like, why is my friend Cody talking to Herb Lawrence, who I've listened to for years on the score and Sean yeah. Anderson, who I recently started listening to a lot more. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? And like Sean and I interact a couple times on, on Twitter. Herb will like a couple of my line. I tweets ILL. Mm. Um, but other than that, I'm like, what is what is our lives? So I, I think <laughs> about it sometimes because like, yeah, what are we? What are we doing? Like you're right. out, you're out there talking to Io DeSumo every Wednesday or whatever it is, uh, and like the governor has been on shows that I've board opt or like <laughs> President Obama was at U of I and I board opt President Obama talking to the University of Illinois, mm. like what was that two years three years ago or whatever it was pre pandemic. So, but it's just 
it's crazy to think of. And yeah, we, we've rambled now for an hour and 15 minutes. Right. Um, yeah. We said this is going to be an hour and it's been an hour and 15. Our, so and you did tease something earlier though. Yeah. So and we're going to, we're going to talk about it. Let's, let's do it. I just, but before we do it, I just want to say that like everything that we've said from how hard it is to get in this industry or have success in this industry, I feel like we are great. Like we are both great examples and great, like, inspiration for people like if you're listening to this and you are in college or you are um you know someone who like feels like i did when i felt like i was done you know what i mean like do not give up do your own thing like i feel like that's the thing people should do now is just do their own thing because these these giant media conglomerates they don't give a shit about you man like when they're when you read about all the layoffs that espn is doing man like it's because they just don't want to pay their best talent and they I mean, want to bring in the new ESPN. stuff. Even today, well, yeah. even today at NPR, they're, they have to budget cut $10 million. Like mm-hmm. NPR. Yes. NPR is partially funded by the government. It's when people are like, we need to defund NPR. It's like, it's literally 5% of NPR's operating budget is from taxes. So that people are like, Oh, defund NPR is like, that does nothing. Go ahead. Fine. Whatever. Um, but still <laughs> like, but still, I don't want to get into it, um, but still, like ten million dollars from NPR is not cheap. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Right, it's a lot of money for any company. Right. So I guess basically to to end that part is you know just keep keep grinding, man. Like that's what I did. Like you know I took a two year break just just because I had given up, but then I just found myself back in it, and it, it and it took the country turning on fire for me to do that in a <laughs> if, way. Basically. If it's something that you want to do. The draw will always be there. Yeah, the thing. absolutely. It, it's, it's it's hard. To, it's it's a it's a hard drug to break being absolutely. in media, and it's not just sports too. Like right. I don't do a whole lot of sports anymore, but yeah, hard to break. Okay, so we teased at the beginning. We're an hour and fifteen minutes in. Let's let's do a hard or or no, we're an hour and seventeen minutes in. Let's do a hard ten minutes on this at at most, Steve. Oh, that's easy. That's easy. The the big news. And it's been out there for like a week now, week and a half. Yeah. Is that my good friend David Kaplan is leaving NBC <laughs> Sports Chicago? And I, I, I don't like he's not my best friend. I understand, anything, but I, understand. I, I like to say friend, that friend of the show, friend of the show, friend. He's a friend of CHGO Cubs, and I did go to the obvious obvious shirt store. Uh, I don't know, like three or four months ago, and he just happened to be there, and he recognized me, even though like. I didn't expect him to recognize me, even though he came on my podcast, but he is who he is. And that's why to me, it's kind of like mind blowing that he still recognized me. Um, anyway, David Kaplan is leaving NBC for Chicago uh, at the end of December. And I think it is a huge blow for the Chicago sports media scene. Uh, oh, in terms I agree of just, with you. And just in pure terms of entertainment, because yep. you don't have to agree with his takes. You don't have to agree with what he says, but I, I, but, I find Cap to be annoying. <laughs> now, I, I don't know if that's because I'm a White Sox fan and he's a Cubs fan. And he is, mm. he is a diehard Cubs fan. He is. Absolutely. And blatantly so. And, like, good for him. Like, yeah, I don't. And, but he is, I don't know. I think it, it, our personalities wouldn't match. I don't think. <laughs> uh, I don't think we would necessarily. Like, it, it, it'd be one of those guys where, like, yeah, he's all right. But, yeah. We wouldn't hang out, me and Cap. Right. Which is fine. I don't even. I don't fine. even know. I don't even know if I would be able to hang out with Cap. 
but I do, I will say that I think we have similar energy in terms of our on-air like personality. Right. And that's, that's the thing about him that I've always admired because, you know, in college, we're always told like, you got to be right down the middle and this and that. And like, then I, li- I remember when I was in college or post-college, I remember him saying just bluntly that, that, that he is a homer for the Cubs and like, and he was honest about it. And like, to me, I was like, then why do I have to be down the middle if he's not? And he's where he's right. at. And so like, right. I've always had, I've always kept that mentality. And I wouldn't say on CHGO Cubs that I am a complete homer all the time. I definitely criticize the Cubs. And if they do not spend money on a freaking shortstop this offseason, <laughs> I'm going to go off well, on Jed the, Hoyer. And, there's and Tom a difference Rickens. between being a homer and being rosy all the time. And then yes. being a homer because you care about the team like right. that's cap cap cares right. about the cubs that's you too it's one of those right. where you're a homer yes like you want the cubs to win right but you're also not going to not criticize them because they're not winning absolutely like, I, and i, I and, feel like every person that runs the bears beat except for maybe one or two have been a bears fan their whole entire life mm-hmm. they're all yeah. They all want the Bears to win. Business is better when teams win. I don't understand when sports radio callers would be like, you just want the X team to lose because it's better if you're winning. No, it's not. I don't listen to sports radio when the White Sox are bad. I don't listen to sports. Right right now, I listen to three Bears podcasts. Yeah. Two Bears podcasts, really. As someone who... As someone who does a podcast where the team sucked all year, I guarantee you there were more people watching and listening to CHGO White Sox than there were CHGO Cubs. And the White and that, Sox also sucked. That and this season for the White Sox, was yeah. Just, but that uh, the difference is the difference is with your with the White Sox is that they had high expectations, and so people were angry. So people would come yes. to the YouTube chat or they would listen and listen to Herb and Sean rant. And oh, they, they had would, some like, good ones they too. Would, they would get they would get that like that feeling like that. Yes, I'm with you. Like you, I agree with you. Like that. Like it was so such a talked about thing when right. as the Cubs, it was like okay. They might win 80 games if all these all these things go right, but more likely than not, they're probably going to win 65 games. They end up winning like 74. So, like, what's the difference? So, like, right. there's a difference in there. If there's expectations, people are going to call into their radio stations. People are going to leave comments in the YouTube chat and say, this team stinks. They should fire this guy and this guy and this guy, right? Fire everyone. So, yeah, the only that's like the only time when things are not going well, that it's good for us, I guess you can say. And, and one thing going back to cap is one thing that he would do. He, he never held back. Ever, right. Ever. Right. Uh, on so, his, on his unfiltered. I mean, he's literally had a show called unfiltered and yeah. I don't, I think he's still going to be at ESPN cause he still has the morning show with Jay hood. For my, yeah. At this point, he's still going to be at ESPN and I think he's leaving NBC cause he's going to do more with this YouTube channel. Okay. Um, but I'm not but, sure. I'm, I'm not reporting I mean, NBC, that. NBC Sports, they they or NBC did a bunch of buyouts. So I was I'm 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 surprised he's honestly the only one we've heard of. I mean, it's probably not the only one, but it's the only one we've heard about so yeah. far because he's he's on TV every day. You kind of gotta let your audience know. And it's also the holiday season, so he probably had some time off in there anyway, already pre already pre-done. So like I mean, uh, like you said earlier, it's a, it's a loss for Chicago media on television. I mean, he hosts yeah. the Bears after show uh, for Bears season. It's not the post game show; it's the after show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an NFL thing for that um, with those guys. And I used to listen to, I used to watch that all the time. That was the best 
post-game show of the Bears in the city when when Lawrence was on. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what NBC Sports Chicago does. They're in a, they're in yeah. an interesting spot right now. The contracts are up soon, I think, too, with some of the teams, um, which is another thing. I mean, it's fifty percent owned by Jerry Reinsdorf. When you don't want anything fifty percent owned by Jerry Reinsdorf. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, yeah, no. I, the reason I think it's such a big loss is mainly because I mean he is he is a major face, man. And oh yeah. If it, and if he is going into retirement, and like who knows if he's going to be at ESPN much longer, like it it's a big loss for NBC because you know I'm not trying to put it out there, but a lot of people who used to be there now work with me well they don't have i mean and, i mean and so like they just keep losing you can't people. name a face of mbc like they all their faces are former gordon athletes. whitmeyer gordon whitmeyer is has been a name in chicago for a long time on the i mean chuck, Garf, chuck, Garf, chuck garfine's on there a long time he's been on the Sox right. stuff for a long time i mean jason goff's there now doing bowls appearing posts and he's great but that's not his full-time job Right, right, like, right. He, he's he's got a ton of stuff. He's hosting mm-hmm. podcasts on the ringer. Like that's really, really good. The full go. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh you but you've got guys that come in and out all the time. Like Layla Rahimi has been in and out of NBC five, NBC Sports Chicago for years. Lawrence Holmes has been in and out of TV a long time. Like uh, yeah. but again, Lawrence's full time job is hosting a daily four hour radio show on six seventy score. Right. Cap's full time job was hosting a radio show. Like that's kind of they did TV on the side, which mm-hmm. is great for them. Like that's it's a great gig if you can get it. If you can do sports right. TV on the side, that's great. But yeah, right. it's, a, it's a it's a loss for sports in Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a loss for Chicago sports nationally because Cap was the face, like you said, of of Cubs mm-hmm. talk on TV. Right. Yeah. yeah no. It it's uh, I'm interested to see what happens after this, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I was pretty shocked because the way that I've got to know Cap is he is just go go go. Right, man. he's not like stop. He, I mean, like maybe he's and maybe he's burnt out. Maybe yeah, he's burnt maybe. out. Just needs a break. Which yeah, is, which which is fine. <laughs> every if he were to say I need a, I need to slow it down. Every single person that's ever worked with him is like, you're probably right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, being able to work with Luke Stuckmeyer, he's like very close with cap and like i've got to i've you know lucas talked to me about cap in terms of like what it was like to work with him and like um you know just his the type of person he is and you know like i if 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 he's just burnt out then like it's not a surprise to anyone so uh but i just i do want to say you know he is again you don't have to like what he says you don't have to like his takes whatever but he is a chicago sports media legend and um yeah, man. Like he, like he's someone that was kind of an inspiration for me whenever, like especially post college, because I, I, I would tune in. Uh, well, I would in college I would tune into Sports Talk Live a lot, um, right? But then you know whether it was radio or whether it was the you know Cubs post game, especially during the golden era, especially in 2016. Like I, he was a part of my daily life, right? Uh, post college, especially. So, um, yeah. Um, anyway, I am, uh, we're done. It's eight 30. Okay. <laughs> I don't have um, a long time for a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So to everyone who watched, uh, live tonight, shout out to you. Um, I'm going to put the link to, uh, to subscribe on, uh, 
on Twitter and, and in the comments here on Facebook and on YouTube. And uh, we'll, I'll, I'll show you where you can listen to this if you're just now tuning in um, and all that good stuff. Make sure to follow the Twitter account. It's just at connections underscore pod. And I'm at Cody underscore CH Joe. And at your, or no, what is this, at, Steve? At your boy stove. At your boy stove, at, There's which has been your handle have... literally forever. Oh, since college. Since college. <laughs> yeah, since college. So uh, um, I've, I've built a brand that I can no longer get away from, which is fine. <laughs> That's a different story. That's another story for another podcast. Maybe we'll talk about next week. Next week, uh, Luke Stuckmeyer doesn't know that he's coming on next week, but (laughs) I'm telling you all that Luke Stuckmeyer is coming on next week. Um, I can't wait to talk to him because he is, he, he is, he is a vibe. I'm going to leave it. All right. I'm excited. I'm the best part about this is I don't know people. (laughs) <laughs> in Chicago media at all, yeah. other than interacting with them a little bit on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so well, I'm you're about to meet some guys, Steve. So hey, I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. I don't know what day, but this is going to be a once a week thing. So just make sure uh, you're following us on Twitter uh, and uh, to keep the updates and everything. And I'm look I'm looking forward to to doing this the the rest of the winter and and the baseball off season, guys. So uh, thanks again for uh, listening and watching, and uh, we'll see you next week.